Today we're back on the wine trail. Did you know that the earliest literary references to wine were found in picture writings of the ancient Egyptians and Babylonians around 5,000 years ago? Or that Chile is the oldest wine producing country in South America? How about that Vitus vinifera is the grape species that was brought forth by the Romans who received it from the Persians and the Greeks? This species exists now in every winemaking country and produces about 98% of the world's wine. How about that the most expensive bottle of wine ever sold at an auction went for approximately $150,000? That was a bottle with 1787 Chateau Lafitte and it was purchased by Thomas Jefferson. How about that Italy is the highest wine production country and is also home to a number of distinct grape varieties that are variations of the classics and are uniquely suited to the regional cuisine, such as Barbera, Brunello, Nebbiolo, Verdecchio, and Trebbiano. Now even if you know all that, here's something you definitely don't know. There are over 10,000 grape varietals that exist but wine producers draw on only about 50 or so for wide-scale wine production. Grapes are at the very essence of every wine. Its final aroma, color, and character largely depend on the original varietal used. So today we're talking about grapes and varietals. Now as I said before, there are over 10,000 grape varietals. And no, I won't be covering all of them, not even close. But over the course of a lifetime, you can take your time meeting each one and trying each one or get as far as you can. Hey, that's what I do. Remember in our last wine episode, each time you meet a wine, it's an introduction, a meet and greet. So spend a lifetime getting to know them. Grapes and varietals. Let's start the show. Welcome to Eat, Live, Love, Train. It's not a tagline, it's a lifestyle and a community of individuals devoted to food, wine, and wellness. I'm your host, Chef Shannon, executive chef, certified sommelier, and certified wellness coach. Also, proud Air Force veteran. Hashtag gratitude. As you listen, this will be one of the best moments of your week where you're entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. If you're new around here, welcome. You can find me at eatlivelovetrain.com. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. You can listen over at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa TuneIn, Pandora, and Google Podcast. I appreciate you. And if you got something on your mind, feel free to DM me on Instagram at eatlivelovetrain. And if you're not new, then you already know how we get down around here. If you would like to be a part of the Food, Wine, and Wellness Tribe and get routine updates and notifications on pop-ups, live streams, promos, members-only exclusive videos, podcasts, and or giveaways, be sure to get on the list to receive the newsletter. You don't want to miss out on opportunities that will enhance your kitchen game, posting skills, food and wine persona, and bring added value both your personal and professional relationships overall. You can sign up to get all these updates at eatlivelovetrain.com forward slash newsletter. Now when it comes to varietals, 
It's indicative of a wine made primarily from a single grape variety. At least 75% of the wine must come from a specific grape varietal in order to carry that name. For example, Chardonnay, Merlot, or Cabernet Sauvignon. The appellation, which is the terroir, i.e. the special character and flavor of that geography, soil, and climate bestowed upon the grape. That treatment of the vineyards, how it's planted, how it's cared for, how it's cultivated, and the techniques and experience of the individual winemaker are also very important factors. So for starters, I'm going to keep this simple and not even go into blends. As a way to provide a basic outline of typical flavor and aroma profiles of the more popular varietals, the most recognizable are broken down by classic white and classic red grapes. Now for my wine enthusiasts out there, we know and understand that there are many other important wine varietals that exist that deserve mention and are well worth exploration, such as Semignon, Chenin Blanc, Trebbiano, Sylvaner, Muller Thagau, and Pinot Blanc in the family of white grapes. And in the red grape family, Cabernet Franc, Gamay, Sansal, Carignan, Carmenier, Malbec, Mouvedre, Petit Verdot, Barbera, Nebbiolo, Sangiovese, and Tempranillo. There are so many others in the family of white grapes and red grapes. The beauty of winemaking is that new clones are created to improve upon a particular flavor profile in older cultivars that are often rediscovered and appreciated for their own merit. So exploring them often adds to an enjoyment of new wine varietals. Now, the list that I'm about to cover is not, again, not all-inclusive. I just want to give you something to think about and some classic white grapes and classic red grapes to keep on your radar when you're out and about shopping. So when it comes to classic white grapes, for example, um, Chardonnay, Gewürztraminer, Pinot Grigio or Pinot Gris, Riesling, Sauvignon Blanc, Viognier. Let's talk about each one of those. Okay, we're going to start with the Chardonnay, a.k.a. Chardonnay. This grape is grown around the world, and Chardonnay can be successful in both cool and warm climates. As a varietal, Chardonnay is often perceived as a wine that tastes like oak. But Chardonnay grapes impart numerous flavors, especially refreshing acidic apple and citrus notes that run anywhere from light, crisp, and green to rich and sweet tropical notes. Oak is often added to the equation with the use of oak barrels or chips included during aging, causing the wine to take on a vanilla or buttery toast brioche flavor. Now, when I moved back to the United States five years ago, from time to time, I would run into Americans that claimed they did not like Chardonnay. And I would ask them a series of questions. Where was that Chardonnay from? Was it New World or Old World? Almost every single time, it was New World. Okay. Then when I would ask them why, they would go on to say, well, it's just so oaky. It's, I'm just tasting a bunch of oak and I totally get it. However, it's been my experience having lived over in Europe for quite a while. 
that when it comes to Chardonnay, it is integrated very, very well. Now, I'll admit, one of the first wines I was introduced to was a Chardonnay. I mean, I am a sucker for a white burgundy. However, one of the reasons I'm so fond of it is because how well the oak is integrated into the wine without overpowering the wine. That's a true skill set and a testament to the winemaker's ability. Now listen, I'll admit, there are some wines that they're not my favorite. However, I'm never quick to judge and I always try more. Just because it's the same varietal does not mean it's going to taste the same, does not mean that the aromas and the flavor profiles will be the same. Not true. That's part of the fun of doing the meet and greet introductory exercise of each wine. You don't know that wine. You haven't met him or her. You haven't met it. So give it a shot. Give it a spin around your palate. You'll be surprised. It could change your life. I'm serious. That sensibility, that aroma that speaks to your olfactory glands, fires up those neurons, could change your life, man. Take you to a place of bliss. All right, another hidden gem, Gewürztraminer. When I think about this varietal, spices, honeysuckle, or rose petals are all flavors that can come from a grape that's surprisingly easy to pronounce. Or <laughs> it can be easily mispronounced as well. Gewürztraminer is a varietal that's bold, voluptuous, and exotic. Now when it comes to this grape varietal, vineyards lie in cool weather regions and produce low yields. Classic Gewürztraminers from the old world tend to be dry with forward flavors of heady fruit and allspice, clove, and cardamom. New world Gewürztraminers, on the other hand, range in style and tend to be known for sweetness and its perfume. Pinot Grigio or Pinot Gris. Pinot Gris, prominently found in Alsace, France, produces wines laden with spice, honey, and tropical flavors, perfumed, aromatic, and typically dry. Pinot Grigio, as it's referred to in Italy, is a slight variation of the grape. It creates a crisp, high-acid, citrus-noted wine. Now, when it comes to Pinot Gris, or Pinot Grigio, it varies depending on the vineyard and often plays the role of simply not overpowering food, but rather enhancing it. There's some excellent examples of Pinot Grigio, Pinot Grigio in Oregon and in California as well. Let's take a look at the uh, Riesling Grape Varietal, one of my favorites. Inevitably, people will ask me, Chef, as a psalm, as a chef, what's your favorite wine? What's your favorite grape varietal? And I look at them with this blank stare, and I'm like, there's levels to this. You got to break that down. <laughs> so when it comes to whites, Riesling is like my number one 
slash number two. It's a tie between that and Chardonnay when it comes to whites. Now here's a varietal that's often misunderstood. Many people think that Rieslings are sweet wines that need to be served with sweet food, and that's not true. The Riesling grape can make an extraordinary wine across the palate, from bone dry to super sweet. Now Riesling originated in Germany's Rhine and Mosul River valleys. It's a sensitive varietal requiring specific climate and soil conditions, typically those conditions for soil, solid, quick draining in order to thrive. The flavor profile of the wine varies dramatically as well with the vineyard and growing region. High acid is also a hallmark with notes of citrus and fruits. Also when it comes to Riesling, there is a distinct nose or aroma that this wine imparts that is, for me, easily recognizable. This is a wine that I'll never get wrong in any type of blind tasting test. <laughs> when I was in wine and psalm school, this was always up on there. When I was doing my certification levels with the quartermaster sommeliers, that puppy was there every time. Sauvignon Blanc. I want you to think green. Sauvignon Blanc is one of those wines that um, has been gaining popularity as it showcases a spectrum of flavors and aromas that center on green. Every time I have this wine, I'm met with green apples and grapes to herbs, lime, lemongrass, kiwi, honeydew, melon, guava, papaya, passion fruit, and more. Sauvignon Blanc is a wine that makes both subtle and dramatic shifts on the flavor scale depending on where the grapes are grown. Viognier, very palate friendly, surprisingly easy to drink, but not as easy to pronounce for some people. Viognier is closely identified with the northern Rhone Valley in France. But this varietal has made a sizable footprint in the warm climates of the New World as well. Now this varietal imparts several layers of aroma and complexities, sharing the tropical fruit flavors and creamy mouthfeel of Chardonnay, while echoing the sweet distinctive profile of a Gewürztraminer. I want you to think about that. It's a very interesting varietal. And Viognier's, they often get paired with the exact same foods as a Chardonnay, with the added benefit of enhancing, not overwhelming, most flavors. So those are some examples of classic white grapes. Now, on the opposite spectrum, we have our classic reds, our Cabernet Sauvignons, our Grenache, Merlot, Pinot Noir, Shiraz, or Syrah, and our Zen. So let's talk about these reds. Now, as I refer to it, King Cab or Cash Cab, AKA Cabernet Sauvignon. Cabs tend to do very well in warm to hot climates. And it's certainly hot in the marketplace because Cabernet Sauvignon is well-loved, it's renowned for offering 
vibrant aromas of black currant, black cherries, black plums with traces of black olives and a young wine, um, hints of cedar and cigar in aged bottles. Cabs offer a reliable, full-bodied appeal with high degrees of tannins and acidity. Grenache. Now, Grenache is the most widely planted red grape throughout the world, primarily in Spain, where it's called Garnacha. Now, when it comes to Grenache, it can have high levels of residual sugar, but it's not a sweet wine, not even close. But because of that higher level of residual sugar, it also tends to have a higher level of alcohol. When it comes to Grenache, it's often used as a blend as this varietal is gaining ground as a standalone wine with its fruity flavors and dashes of herbal notes that compare favorably to Pinot Noir. Merlot. <laughs> Used to be Merlot would get a bad rap. If you've ever seen the movie Sideways, um, hilarious movie. <laughs> Uh, shout out to the movie Sideways, man. Uh, if you've never seen that movie, check it out. Circa 2004 with Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden. <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, um, after that movie came out, Merlot was not doing well in the market. Not at all. At least here in the States. I mean, in Europe, it really wasn't affected by it, but Stateside, yeah. The stock of Merlot went down. So check that movie out. Excellent wine movie, in my opinion. Now when it comes to Merlot, it has rich, sweet flavors and low levels of tannin and acidity. Merlot was long reviewed as much more of a blend wine than a standalone varietal. But around the 80s, the varietal started to gain some popularity. And there are many of those that refer to Merlot as a, a wine that has a middle palate. In other words, it doesn't have a long lasting weight or a long finish after tasting it. Now others enjoy it for its sweet, tart, and smooth finish. Merlot tends to take on several styles, but usually poses little challenge to the palate or food pairings. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir is a sensitive, finicky grape that is difficult to grow but very rewarding to drink. By law in France, Pinot Noir is the only red grape grown in the best vineyard sites in Burgundy. Now the character of different Pinot Noirs comes down to the uniqueness of individual vineyards and the producers themselves. Each Pinot Noir seduces in a different way which is one of the many things that people love about it. Its flavors sing of sweet red berries, plums, tomatoes, cherries, and at times a notable earthier wood-like flavor. This varietal is also considered to be one of the most food-friendly when it comes to red wine. It's a versatile wine. It pairs well with poultry, beef, fish, ham, lamb, other types of pork, and it complements 
creamy sauces, and spicy seasonings. Excellent wine for food pairing. Syrah or Shiraz. Syrah and Shiraz are the same grape, but with different monikers depending on what region you're grown in. Syrah is typically grown in Europe and many parts of America. Shiraz is more often identified with Australia, where it is the most popular grape varietal produced. There are many different styles of Syrah or Shiraz that exist, and the wine is not easily to pin down. It can be light to medium bodied or full and rich with firm tannins and strong flavors of black cherry, blackberry, plum, bell pepper, black pepper, clove, licorice, dark chocolate, or even smoked meat. And last but certainly not least, Zinfandel, aka Zen. While factions from California to Italy and Croatia debate the true origin of this grape, there's no debate that Zinfandel has become increasingly popular with consumers. Now here's a grape varietal that does very well in hot conditions. As such, this varietal is like a deep red, like almost black grape. Now when it comes to white Zins or pink Zinfandels, they simply have little to no contact with the skins of the grape. So when it comes to this wine, you're going to get aromas of fruits ranging from raspberry, cranberry, and strawberries in the light versions of Zen. And then when it comes to big bolder styles, you're going to get the black cherry, the black plum, raisins, and figs. So there you have it. Your classic white grape varietals, your classic red grape varietals not all inclusive wanted to keep it simple and certainly um, there were some others on this list that I felt that were classic but we can talk about that in the next wine segment until then how are you coming along with trying some of these classic wine varietals would you think about your first white grape varietal how'd you feel after you had your first red grape varietal do you prefer single varietals or do you prefer blends? Well, no matter what spectrum you fall in, white, red, single varietal, blended varietal, the best type of wine, the best bottle of wine, in my opinion, hands down. I don't care what nobody says. The best bottle of wine is the one you got, baby. These are my thoughts, and I'm curious to hear what you have to say on the subject matter. Feel free to send your comments or questions to chef-song at elivelovetrain.com or on the gram at elivelovetrain. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. And remember, where there's no wine, there's no love. I'll see you next time.